It was a massive weekend of recruiting for LSU over the weekend. And Brad Davis and the rest of his coaching staff have started to see the fruits of their labor in the 2024 recruiting class. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thank you for making Locked On LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, we also are on YouTube as well. So make sure to check us out there in addition to your preferred podcast platform. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host, as I am every single day. You can follow me on Twitter at Caroline Fenton One. You can also follow along with the podcast for updates at Locked On LSU. Before we get into all of the fun of recruiting over the weekend, I mean, notice there's nothing behind me. I moved over the weekend. So also, if you live below the Mason-Dixon line like I do, I don't recommend moving in late July. Um, so it's been it's been a struggle. It has been a it's been a past few days for sure. All of my stuff is still in boxes. I'm in a, in a room right now with suitcases and boxes and bags and bins and all of these things that my movers dropped off. So bear with me here. I'm going to have some cool things behind me, some fun LSU memorabilia. But for now, it is a blank wall in an empty room in an apartment with boxes all over it. But um, welcome to my new home. Also, if you haven't noticed, I missed one single spot on my forehead with sunscreen when I was at a Titans training camp today. So going through it, but the show must go on because over the weekend, LSU hosted some of the top talent in the country. Over the weekend, LSU hosted some of their top targets um, in the upcoming recruiting classes in state and out of state at Bayou Splash Weekend. And, uh, you know, from what I've heard, from what I read, the weekend went really well, started on Friday, and these group of recruits stayed the weekend. Um, Colin Hurley, LSU's 2025 quarterback commitment was in attendance as well. So it's nice for LSU today. I said 2025, 2024 quarterback commitment. Um, it's nice to have the guys that are already committed coming into that weekend as well. Because one thing that we've talked about with Brian Smith a lot is how your own commits can kind of do recruiting work for you and how there are a lot of players around the country that might decide where they want to go just based off of the rest of the class. Um, so nice to have Colin Hurley there as well, kind of doing his own recruiting on the side, you know, when they're they're in the dorm rooms, when they're at dinner or whatever they're doing. And he's kind of selling the program just as much as position coaches, Brian Kelly, coordinators, current players, just as much as they are. So big weekend at Bayou Splash weekend over the weekend. And I say big weekend because LSU landed two massive commitments in as many days since the weekend wrapped up, first and foremost, and two offensive line commitments, which is huge. Before I get into like the, the specifics of the, the, the recruits, I think offensive line commitments are so key and so important for this team right now because a lot of the discussion that I've heard uh, surrounding LSU is that the secondary is their number one concern. 
about LSU, a lot of things that I have heard is, oh, if LSU doesn't win the West, if LSU doesn't make a push for the college football playoff, then the secondary will be the reason why. And I don't, I'm not going to say that's necessarily wrong because it's simply just an opinion. But to me, you know, maybe it's just a, a whole lot of faith in Matt House. Maybe it's faith in the corners that they brought in. Um, and a Denver Harrison, a Deuce Chestnut, and Zaya Alexander, and, and just the sheer talent that this uh, recruit that this transfer portal class brought in, rather. But the secondary is not my number one concern. The second, my number one concern is the offensive line, and it's funny because I would say that I that the offensive line might be the most improved group. Other than special teams, hopefully, my goodness gracious, special teams has to be more improved. But I would say that while the offensive line is probably going to be most improved just because of the two guys that you have on the outside, Will Campbell and Emery Jones, taking that step and that leap from year one to year two, I've got some depth concerns. An offensive line is a position group that you have to have that kind of depth. So that kind of gives me encouragement moving forward. You know, it's not going to help you this year, uh, but it is building up that room moving forward. And Brian Kelly does it better than anyone recruiting and developing offensive linemen. That's what he's shown so far in his career. First of which is a three-star offensive tackle from San Marcos, Texas. That's Ori Williams. He visited over the weekend. He also visited LSU last month uh, in that June period where, Brian Kelly and the whole coaching staff hosted a big group of out-of-state recruits. Ori Williams was part of that group in June, came back this past weekend for Bayou Splash Weekend. That's a big deal for anyone when you come to visit twice in a matter of two months just over the summer. So I think that when all the recruiting gurus out there saw Ori Williams want to come back to Baton Rouge, I think that it was just a matter of time until Ori Williams officially made that announcement that he would come to LSU, but an out-of-state poll from Texas. Listen to this. 6'6", 320 pounds. Now, on three, has him listed as even 6'7", 320 pounds. That's NFL tackle kind of size. Like, I say minimum in the NFL for you to be a starting offensive lineman in this league. Minimum, you got to be 300 pounds. Ori Williams, at, what, 17 years old? going into his senior year of high school, is 6'6", 6'7", 320 pounds. And that's not even mentioning how much weight he's probably going to gain this upcoming season. I feel like once you turn 17, 18, 19 years old, you start growing like a weed. And then once he gets in to Baton Rouge, once he starts to get on that LSU weightlifting plan, the LSU nutritional plan, I mean, he's only going to get beefier and beefier. The kid is freaking huge. Huge. Um, he's the 40th ranked offensive tackle in this 2024 class and a top 100 recruit in the state of Texas in that class as well. Look, y'all, I mean, I know that top 100, they believe is 94, 95. I know that probably doesn't sound like the sexiest ranking in the world. Think about how many freaking good players come out of the state of Texas, especially when you're talking about, you know, how many solid running backs and linebackers, quarterbacks, how many skill position players come out of the state of Texas on a, on a year-to-year basis. So, Warrior uh, Williams picks LSU over Florida. Texas A&M, Oklahoma State, Florida State, Auburn. I mean, Ori Williams had had offers from all over, from Power 5 programs all across the country. Baylor 
was on that list as well, was really high on Florida and A&M, ultimately picks LSU over those other two SEC rivals. Like I mentioned, he visited LSU this past month. Um, so huge pickup for LSU, getting an, a guy on the outside, but that did not stop there. LSU also picked up a guy on the inside. So earlier today on Monday, um, interior offensive lineman, a three-star recruit out of Natchitoches, Natchitoches Joseph Cryer, pledged his commitment to LSU. He's a 6'4", 290-pound kid. Interior offensive linemen just inherently are not going to be your 350-pound offensive tackles. But the key thing here to me is Joseph Cryer is, one, a local Louisiana kid from Natchitoches. The second thing is Joseph Cryer was originally committed to play at Ole Miss. And he was at Bayou Splash Weekend over the weekend. So I think we kind of all saw the writing on the wall with that. You make your commitment to Ole Miss. You come to LSU over the weekend. You get an offer from your hometown team. And I know Natchitoches isn't necessarily a hometown, but you grow up in Louisiana. I have to think that you probably want to go to LSU. Um, so a huge flip for LSU to get an in-state kid. He's a 69th ranked interior offensive lineman in this class, the 33rd ranked player in the state of Louisiana. I didn't have a whole lot of sexy offers for Joseph Cryer. Um, I mean, you got your, your Memphises and maybe some non-Power 5 programs out there. Tulane was was out there as well, was uh, another school that he got an offer from. So whenever I, I see something like that, and, and in, in any kind of player, it doesn't matter if they're a quarterback, offensive lineman, defensive lineman, whoever it might be. When a player like that either gets an offer from LSU or commits to LSU and their list of offers doesn't necessarily wow you, you know, UT San Antonio, no disrespect to those schools, but they just inherently are not as big of programs, not as powerhouse of programs, don't attract as much talent as other programs in the country. My first thought is one of two things. It's either one this kid is incredibly underrated and this coaching staff just sees something in this kid that other recruiting staffs aren't, or the kid's not that good. Um, or uh, maybe not deserving to play at a power five level. But what I think that we all owe this recruiting staff is the benefit of the doubt to look at this kid, a recruiting staff that's been able to recruit some of the top offensive linemen in the country. Look at Lance Hurd. I think you can look at that and say, hey, maybe everyone else is just sleeping on this kid. Maybe this LSU recruiting staff is looking at him and they they see something that maybe other schools haven't. So that's kind of my overall um, takeaway from there. You flip a kid, an in-state kid from Ole Miss back home. That's exactly what Brian Kelly and the rest of this coaching staff has wanted to do. That's been their number one priority, priority in recruiting. Keep in-state kids home. Bring in-state kids that went out of state back to Louisiana. But coming up next, I want to get into like, what does this all mean? Why does this matter? Why should you care that LSU landed two offensive linemen in the 2024 class? We will get into that coming up next. Before we do that, I want to tell you about eBay Motors. I think that eBay Motors is one of the best places that you can go to because it is so incredibly easy to use. And for a championship team, it is all about making sure that every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every single part needs to fit just right. 
So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure that every part that you need for your vehicle fits just right and do it the first time around. Nothing is worse than having to go back to the store or make returns. No, you don't have to worry about that with eBay Motors. Because all you have to do is add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's so easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. So get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Every day is coming up tomorrow on the podcast. And really, throughout the rest of the week, we're going to do a training camp preview. Players report to camp on Wednesday, first day of practices on Thursday. Haven't heard yet when we're going to hear from Brian Kelly, but at least at some point on Wednesday or Thursday. So I'll have a full camp preview and I'll have a full reaction to the first couple of days of camp. And that's all coming up on the rest of the week on the podcast on Locked on LSU. But like I mentioned, LSU hosted a huge recruiting weekend over the weekend. The Bayou Splash weekend started on Friday. They stayed throughout the week. Coming out of that weekend so far, two offensive line commitments. One guy on the outside offensive tackle, Ori Williams out of San Marcos, Texas. LSU flips three-star interior offensive lineman Joseph Cryer from Ole Miss, a local kid from Natchitoches. Um, And I think this is big. And I will tell you why. First reason, like I just mentioned. You got to keep your talent home. Like, you can't be letting, you know, a, a top 35 player in the state go to not just any other school, but to an interdivision rival in Ole Miss. You can't be doing that, especially when offensive line is such a need for this team. And that's the second reason why. I think that this is so important, why those two commitments were so key. It's because... You need offensive line depth. And you need offensive line depth all the time. You always need offensive line depth. I think we learned that maybe the hard way. And, of course, we've known that. And I think we learned that the hard way this past year. You know, Will Campbell gets the flu against Tennessee. You got to shake things up on the offensive line. Got to move pieces around. You know, one injury to an offensive line can completely derail your season you've got to have guys in your rotation that can one step in at a moment's notice and two guys in your rotation that are incredibly versatile guys that can play guard guys that can play on the right side guys that can play on the left side guys that can step in and play center if need be so we know that offensive line depth is important that's something that we learned the hard way this past year and LSU is getting four offensive linemen in this 2024 class. Looking at what LSU is going to lose after this season, you know, you look at um, Charles Turner. He's in his final year of eligibility. Um, Frazier, he's in his third year. He's probably gone after this year. Garrett Dellinger as well. He's probably gone after this year. It's not out of the realm of possibility that you're losing three starting offensive linemen. Well, you've got four coming in in the 2024 class. Ideally, 
those players wouldn't have to play year one, wouldn't have to contribute right away. But as we've seen with Will Campbell and Emory Jones, hey, you can get a pretty solid deal going if you've got uh, two young and ready linemen on that line. So you're replacing those three that'll probably be out. And then looking even further beyond that next season is Will Campbell. Will Campbell's probably going to be gone after year three. And as, as much as that stinks, it would be a great thing if Will Campbell's gone after that, after year three, because that means that Will Campbell had such good years in 22, three, and ultimately 2024 that he's NFL draft eligible. So in 2024, you get those those four offensive linemen coming in and you can get them prepped and ready and learning from a Will Campbell learning from some of these starters on the offensive line. Now that in year two, they can start to fill in and step up. So you're, you're just, you're continuously growing an offensive line factory. You're continuously bringing in guys that can one be depth pieces can, you know, push the starting offensive linemen and three, be certified starting offensive linemen once their time and their turn comes around. So I think that's important just from an offensive line perspective. The third reason why I think this is so important is it really starts to create a whole lot of momentum for LSU recruiting this time of year. I think that, you know, you look at what Auburn did over the weekend, flipping a commit, a a huge recruit from Alabama to Auburn, a wide receiver from Alabama to Auburn. You look at what Florida did a couple weeks ago. I mean, they I got, what, like 37 commits in a matter of like five minutes. You look at what's going around the, the SEC, and you're just wondering, okay, when is that time? When is going to be that weekend, that week, that day where the recruiting class just pops off and it's one domino after another domino after another domino? And we would be naive to think that recruiting doesn't have a whole lot of momentum that it just takes one commitment for there to be a total shakeup in that class. So I think that starts to add a little bit of momentum to this 2024 class might start to, you know, put the heat on some other kids in this year's um, in the, in the 2024 recruiting class. Say, okay, they committed, they committed, they committed. I want to start finding my landing place. And I understand it's two, three star offensive linemen. It's not going to send a full jolt throughout the entire recruiting space or the entire recruiting world. And all of a sudden say, okay, well, LSU is now the place to be. I didn't have any interest in LSU. Now it's the place to be. I'm not saying that whatsoever, but I do think that adding some momentum into this class, getting more guys in the building, getting more guys wanting to come to LSU. And so soon after this Bayou Splash weekend, I think overall it's it's a positive thing. You need to continue to build the depth and you need to continue to build this class. LSU currently sits at the number 11 overall recruiting class in the country. I know you want a top 10 class. I hear you. I'm with you. If I got my pick, LSU would be top two, not two especially considering that four teams ranked above LSU are in this league in Georgia, Texas A&M, Tennessee. But you got to be patient. Take your time. It's still early. It's July 31st. And let the fruits of this recruiting staff's labor come to fruition because there's still a whole lot of guys out there that have yet to commit. And that's what I want to get into coming up next is one guy that has yet to commit. But... Could LSU have gained a little bit of ground with his his recruitment over the weekend? We will get into that coming up next. 
Well, thanks again for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Huge weekend over the weekend in terms of recruiting for LSU by you splash weekend. And one player that was in attendance is one of the top players in this year's class. You could even make an argument that this is the player, the top player in the 2024 recruiting class, and that is Colin Simmons. Colin Simmons is a five-star edge rusher out of Duncanville, Texas. He, per 24-7 Sports Composite, the number one edge rusher in this year's class, the best player out of the state of Texas, a top 10 player nationally. 24-7 Sports has him ranked as the eighth player nationally, but pretty much a consensus five-star across the board. I mean, if think of any school, any program in America – they've probably given an offer to Colin Simmons. And you just look at his college list, Florida, Texas, Miami, Alabama, Florida State, TCU, Oregon, Texas A&M, Arkansas, Auburn, Colorado, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And LSU is very heavy, heavily involved in the recruitment of Colin Simmons as they should be. If you're not, then what are you doing? If you're not heavily recruiting Colin Simmons, then you should probably check yourself at the door. Um, But Colin Simmons was in Baton Rouge this past weekend for the Bayou Splash weekend. And you may have seen it come out over the last couple of days from former players like maybe a BJ O'Dolari, current players, fans, pictures of Colin Simmons with the hashtag Colin Baton Rouge, C-O-L-I-N Baton Rouge. There is a huge push from within this organization to land Colin Simmons. And that's being reflected in some of the recruiting news sites. I'm looking at 24-7 sports. It's really kind of 50-50 LSU in Texas. There are a whole lot of the recruiting insiders have LSU in Texas as the top two schools to land Colin Simmons. Now, again, that is exciting. And I'd rather have that than not. But just a reminder, we never know. Like we never know what's going through these kids' heads. We never know, you know, what's going on, the conversations with their parents and their coaches and what the conversations they had behind closed doors with coaches and and, um, and recruiters. So we don't know. But at least the insiders are looking at LSU at being a, a serious, serious contender. One of two potential serious contenders to land one of the top players in the country. That's the kind of player that causes a domino effect. That's the kind of player that sends a shockwave throughout all of the recruiting world. That's the name that every top player in this class, every four and five star around the country, they're looking at the recruitment of Colin Simmons and saying, man, wherever he goes, that place is going to be lucky. So considering that there is such a huge push from within the LSU football building, reflected by all of the the social media that we've seen, the hashtag Colin Baton Rouge, which, first of all, side note, I love that. We need to start recruiting more players named Colin because it's such an obvious just toss-up there. Anyways, looking at the hashtag Colin Baton Rouge, that major push to me feels like there were conversations that were happening that made Colin Simmons really excited about what's happening at LSU. And all they wanted to do is just continue to push it. All they want to do is continue to be at the forefront of Colin Simmons' mind. And looking at his Twitter account, he's retweeted all of it. One from B.J. Ojolari, you know, from across, you know, the LSU brass. 
on Twitter. And again, that means nothing. He should retweet those. He should continue to, to build as much buzz as he possibly can for himself and his recruitment. But I think it's a really good sign. And I'm excited to see what unfolds. Overall, Bayou Splash Weekend seems like a success. There's still, I have to think, a whole lot more commitments coming down the pipe. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. Like we've talked about with Brian Smith, Lockdown's official recruiting insider, Colin Simmons is in no rush to make up his mind. He wants to take his time. He has offers from all over. So he's going to sit back, make an informed decision, let the offers come to him. But now that we're kind of getting into the nitty gritty, now that these next couple of weeks, there's going to be a whole lot of commitments that start to drop like flies. Colin Simmons is going to take notice because he's taken notice of LSU already. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making Locked in LSU your first listen every single day. It is camp week. So we've got camp preview, camp reaction all week long, all of that coming up on Locked in LSU.